Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast. Sponsored by CGC Cards, card grading all in one place. CGC Cards is devoted to expert grading of collectible cards, including TCGs, sports cards, and non sports cards. Sponsored by Collects, the free app for scanning and valuing your cards. Use the app to build your collection and buy and sell with other collectors. Turn the hobby into your side hustle. And by SportsCollectorsDaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on SportsCollectorsDaily.com. And sponsored by GemRate.com. The latest grading statistic from the four major grading companies is just a click away. Visit GemRate.com. It's free. And now, here's our host, Drew Pelto. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again here to the TTM Cast Podcast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we cover all things related to TTM, cards, autographs, collecting, anything in the sports collectibles world that comes to mind. My name is Drew Pelto. I am the new host of this show here starting in 2024, season number six of the show, episode number one here on January 13th. We're a nationally ranked sports collectibles podcast, and I'm joined here by Troy Rudder, TTM Troy, as you may know him as. He's been a guest on uh, the show back when uh, Jeff Baker was uh, hosting it. Uh, I think, what, probably a good three times or so, plus uh, stood in as co-host a few times, too. I believe so, yeah. about I think about three times. That's yeah. <laughs> That sounds about right. So, uh, Troy, just tell a little bit about yourself. I know you've got, uh, you're pretty active on uh, YouTube and Twitter and all those in the past. Just, you know, where can people find you at online? Yeah, you can find me online. Uh, pretty much YouTube is where I hang out most of the time, and that's just with uh, the handle TTM Autograph. And you could also find me on Instagram with TTM Autograph. I, I was never, I was too late to get the Twitter account. Someone hasn't posted since like 2006 on that thing, and I keep waiting for that to, to free up. But pretty much TTM Autograph, pretty much everywhere, um, including, uh, you know, I have some stuff up on Amazon as well. So Nice, nice. Yeah, I kind of had the opposite problem. I got on stuff before I became DFW Graffer, so there's a bunch of sites where I'm like <laughs> Hockey Brawler or something like that or any other thing like that. But Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is our first episode back in a while. And, I mean, just right off the top here, uh, um, a memorial to Jeff Baker. I mean, he was the founder of the show. He was the host of it for the first five seasons. And he's done so much for the TTM community. And uh, losing him back in December was just such a huge loss. And the amount of tributes that came pouring out of the collectibles community was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I had the, uh, I was supposed to meet up with Jeff at one of the nationals and I believe it was one where he spent most of the, most of the nationals in the hospital, like two, yeah. two years ago or something. We were, I think we were even in the same hotel. And so uh, I was really looking forward to it. And sadly we never, uh, never got to meet, but it was always fun to talk to him, whether it was, you know, on the podcast or through email. So definitely uh, took me, a little aback when I got the news and uh, glad to be here to continue part of what you and him and had started. Yeah, that was the biggest thing was that after news of his death came about, I mean, the uh, everybody that I talked to when it came to like Les Wolf to Clemente Lisi, they both said, you know, what, if you continue the show, we would love to help out with it still and continue onward. And I'm like, you know what, if the family says, yes, please do, then I will continue it. And they were almost adamant that I continue it, it seemed <laughs> like. So it was really good to, I mean, have that support right away to say, yes, continue it on, do your thing with it and, you know, keep on going with it. And so, I mean, we still have, uh, Ruthie is still helping out. You heard her voice uh, in the intro. You'll hear her in between all the segments and everything there. She did kind of the transition episode there uh, as a memorial to her dad and doing the final list of his successes, the final Vern rap minute, all that kind of stuff. So it's great to have their support on uh, continuing this onward as well, for sure. Definitely, definitely. So as we said, the uh, future of the show, I'm continuing on as host. Troy's going to be doing a lot of the co-hosting here. I know uh, you've got some basketball commitments over the next few weeks, so we'll have <laughs> my friend uh, Lee Alexander in as the uh, guest co-host for those ones. I'm coaching eighth grade basketball again this year, so keeping oh, that, me busy. That, yeah, that takes me back. I, I played seventh and eighth grade, and we had the world's worst team in eighth grade. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, nightmares there, and I'm sure you'll do a lot better than I ever did with it. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we've got a, uh, we're going to scale back to a weekly show. I know uh, Jeff and I were doing uh, twice a week there for a while, but I think with scaling back a little bit here to start once we, you know, if we get more content, we may go back to it uh, twice weekly kind of a thing there because long shows can just be kind of overkill. And that was one of the things I talked to a lot of other listeners and collectors about. They said, yeah, I mean, 
the show was great, but it just ran so long sometimes. So I'm hoping to keep these things to maybe an hour or so here from from here on and go from there. We kind of want to keep it a uh, collector focused and TTM first more than anything. So I mean, it's right there in the title after all, TTM cast. So I think that should be number one on uh, on everything we handled here. Yeah, definitely. You know, the the shorter shows, so to speak, they really help as far as, you know, a lot of people listen on the way to way to work or on the way home from work. And most people, I think, unless you're in L.A. like I used to be, <laughs> try to keep those commutes under an hour. So try to fit in for your morning or evening commute. I think that's uh, definitely a good plan. Yeah. You're in Iowa now, right? Is it? Yep. Yep. Yeah, nice. I was I was born in Cedar Rapids, so when I saw Ames on there, I'm like, hey, I know where that's at. So. Oh yeah, Cedar Rapids. Yep. 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 So uh, um, yeah, just getting started with everything. Uh, any uh, any pickups at all, other than TTM stuff? We'll get to you know the TTM successes later on. But any uh, fun pickups for your collection here at all in the last few weeks at all you found? Um, well, I actually I'm working on a complete signed set of 1991 Don Russ. Oh yeah, and it's a 770 card set, and I'm down to probably the last. I think it's the last 38. And uh, so I'm getting into a lot of really expensive living legends currently. And I did pick up, it's been delayed because of the snow, (laughs) a uh, Craig Biggio that I was waiting for. And hopefully that will be coming. It's actually lost in the USPS mail. It hasn't been scanned for about 10 days. So I'm hoping that that comes in. Uh, Other than that, I, I did purchase a, I believe it was a Dave Justice uh recently for that set so um, that's a fun narrow, one. That was, narrowing in yeah that was the fun that was the actual the first uh, pack i ever bought when i was uh when i first got started collecting it was a rack pack of 91 don Russ series one there so definitely a set that's uh that's uh, close to my <laughs> heart right there so cool to see that you're working on that um not a whole lot of pickups for me over the last couple of weeks just a couple of uh, ebay pickups and actually i have one that's coming in the mail it says it's gonna be delivered today so Hopefully we'll have that there and I can talk more about that next week. It's going to be another uh, set edition for me there. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. This week's show, not going to have any interviews at all this week. Just kind of, you know, getting getting our footing back under us. But I have talked to Les Wolf. We'll have him on probably next week's show. So uh, we'll have him getting back into the swing of things as well. But we will still continue with all of the regular segments here. We'll have Baker's Dozen to lead things off. We'll talk about all the uh, any kind of news from the hobby here from the previous week. Making the grade, covering some info from the grading world. Stamp of approval where... We'll give our thumbs up to something from the previous week. So I forgot to mention that, Troy, see if you had something for it, but hopefully you'll have something there once we get to it. Gives you a little time to think about it, at least. We've got the Vern Rap Minute covering any deaths in the world of sports and celebrity and music and movies and politics and anybody that like that. And of course, as we just mentioned a little bit ago, our TTM returns. You can always contact us via email. Troy, what's the email here? The email for us is just ttmcast at yahoo.com. Excellent. And if you want to reach out to me directly, it's dfwgrapher at gmail.com. We got the intro out of the way here, so let's go ahead and move on to our first segment, Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen, sponsored by sportscollectorsdaily.com. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. Baker's Dozen is a news summary of anything that's come up in the world of collectibles over the previous week, and we've got plenty to talk about here, a lot of big news that's come out. First thing to mention, uh, we still have Collects on as a sponsor. As far as I know, I need to talk with uh, with Ted Mann over there again, make sure this is still ongoing, but they've had a $10 coupon here that uh, for TTM cast listeners, just send your name and your, your uh, Collects username to us, email address as well, we'll send that on to them, and they'll get you a $10 coupon to use in their marketplace a lot of great stuff available on there so definitely take advantage of that if you haven't yet also remind everybody to check out my weekly article on sports collectors daily i'm picking up where jeff left off with that as well just uh covering anything from the ttm world and just any kind of an autograph topic that i can come up with on there so really happy continuing on with that keeps the uh writing muscles flexed there at least so uh glad to be able to continue onward with that one so Big hobby news here to start things out here, Troy. We've got the uh, Topps 2024 Baseball Series 1 design has finally come out. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. 
it's interesting. I'll put it that way. That's uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's kind of a reference to 1986, which seems, I mean, kind of weird because huh. there's no like a no like a 30 year, not like a 30 or 40 year anniversary of it or anything like that. But it has this kind of black top and white bottom on the frame there with it. Up at the top, the team, uh, you have the team name written at the top of it, and it has, it's written almost kind of like a neon light kind of a font. It's kind of hard to describe there, but uh, when you see it, you're looking to go, okay, yeah, that looks like it's uh, came out of like a, I don't know, Taco Bell, hey, we're open late commercial or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> nice. As long as you can read the player name, you know, they had that, that one a couple of years ago where I needed a magnifying glass to see who it actually was on the card. So It is actually readable from what I could tell. They had the name, nice. the position, and the team logo down at the bottom. So team name at the top and logo at the bottom. Uh, release date is set to be a month from now, February 14th, so right on Valentine's Day. So perfect gift for the uh, girlfriend or wife to you or for or from you to the wife or girlfriend if she's a collector out there for anybody there. So uh, my wife's already looking at me, shaking her head like you don't even think about getting me that. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We do have a couple of top rookie cards that have already come out and they've shown what they're going to look like. It's uh, Ellie De La Cruz and Evan Carter are kind of going to lead the way out of that one. So definitely yeah. excited to see those. I'm hoping I can get a hold of the uh, De La Cruz one before I go down to spring training. Yeah, that'd be nice. Got some uh, some uh, crime and punishment news in the hobby here as well. Yeah, in, insert the uh, the old law and order dun, dun, here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, uh, the accused... Uh, T206 Forger, Cord Monroe, uh, this is, I think this has been in the works for about two years was when things first came to came to light. You know, he's also known as David Scott. He is the one that was accused of buying, I think it was 14 different T206 cards and signing them himself. And a lot, some of those were actually ended up being authenticated. Well, his sentence has finally been served so to speak he will serve five years probation and have to repay about seventy five thousand dollars in restitution to those that uh you know both uh i assume the auction companies whether that's our favorite ebay or or whatever as well as the victims so um yeah you know when the scandal broke it was like well some of these are actually authenticated and you know authentication is always uh in the news people like it people hate it but at least uh, we got some of these these T two O sixes, you know, settled out of the out of the news and probation. You know, uh, if that's the the best we could do for signing a card, I think that will keep them out of the out of the limelight and off the auction sites anyway for a long time. One definitely hopes so. And yeah, no, like you said, I mean, authentication is. For the most part, it's good, I think. I mean, you've got a lot of experts out there that know their stuff, but if you get a good faker out there, occasionally some, unfortunately, are going to sneak through, and literally that's what happened mm -hmm. on a couple of these. Yep. Got some better auction news, fortunately, here, though, <laughs> from uh, Robert Edwards Auction. Their current January Encore auction is running for another week now. It's going to be running through the 21st of January, but they've got some pretty cool stuff on there. One of only three SGC-10 Steve Young rookie cards out there. That's always a tough grade because it's the... Uh, the design has got those green and white stripes, and those show some border wear on them very easily. But what mm. I think is the coolest thing in there, a 1842 autograph on the on a receipt from Alexander Cartwright, who is credited by the Hall of Fame as being the pretty much the inventor of baseball as we know it, first uh, codifying the rules and everything. So really cool to see an autograph of his out there. But 2023 was Robert Edwards Auctions' best year in their 30-year history, and if they're starting out 2024 with items like that, oh, they're going to be in for another great year, it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, some an auction coming up. It's the Dynasty Collection. So, uh, yeah, a set of six Michael Jordan shoes from the NBA Championships, which are collectively known as the Dynasty Collection, are set to go up for auction on February 2nd. And these, <laughs> these shoes, man, they are estimated to bring in between 7 to 10 million dollars for these michael jordan sneakers so um they're also being accompanied by the photographs that show jordan wearing just one sneaker after each game so those that's gonna be one to watch you know i, I will not be participating in that auction I, i'm sorry to say but <laughs> if you are so interested in looking at that or following that i'm sure we will be mentioning what the outcome of that is on a future show but that starts on February 2nd. 
it's going to be an interesting one there. I mean, especially that this is such a unique photo that comes with each one there as well. <laughs> so, I mean, even that alone would possibly, you know, fetch what five, six figures on Jordan's stuff. I mean, that's his stuff is always huge. And you throw in the shoes along with it. It's like, wow, this is this is it's an interesting collection, to say the least on that. Yeah. And the, the photographs are one of one photos that were taken yes. by Bill Smith, I believe. So. Oh, wow. Well, another big basketball name in the news here as well. LeBron James has signed an autograph deal with Fanatics after 20 years of exclusivity to Upper Deck. I mean, he would not sign with Panini for an autograph deal shown on cards and such. He could have no jersey cards, but no autographs. Well, now he's made the jump from Upper Deck over to Fanatics. And the very first one is going to be a one of one auto of him and his son, LeBron Jr., Bronny James and LeBron together on a card, a dual auto. It'll be in 2023-2024 Bowman U Chrome, which is set to come out here uh, very soon. Nice. Yeah, the 2023 Bowman U Chrome basketball is set to come out on January 17th. Now, this has four cards per pack with 24 packs per box. And in this one, you know, there's a possibility of two autos in the box, four refractors, one shimmer refractor, and four other refractors or variations and that box is coming out like i said on january 17th and the pre-sale prices if you go and get in on that now are about 170 dollars across the the different vendors for that i've got a feeling that price is only going to go up too if nobody finds mm -hmm. the uh, that one of one right away so right get in on that now if you're a basketball collector that's for sure uh some other bowman releases that are coming up or at least one other one here bowman's best baseball coming out the same day here january 17th you're going to see five cards per pack on that with 12 packs per box. Uh, four, four chrome autos per box there. So if you're an autograph hunter, you get some really uh, good stuff right in there. Pre-sale price on that running about $300 right now. And we're having kind of a theme here on January 17th, aren't we, yeah. Drew? So, uh, 2023 Panini Absolute Football. Those are coming out, as I said, also on January 17th. Those have five cards per pack with three packs per box. And located in there, there's one rookie premier materials autograph, two regular autographs, and two other memorabilia cards per pack. So those are going to be going on sale for about $150 pre-sale. My mistake on that should be per box that was in there. But yeah, we'll, I'll correct that from here on. I mean, this is my first time having to put these together. But yeah, um, Panini Court Kings uh, basketball also coming out there. And if you haven't gotten the, if you haven't figured out yet, that is also coming midweek on January 17th on there as well. Are uh, you going to see one pack per, or yeah, 10 cards per pack with one pack per box? The exact breakdown they say is going to be four base cards, one autograph, one memorabilia, one rookie card, one parallel, and two inserts in each of those, uh, in each of those uh, one pack boxes there. I didn't grab a pre-sale price on that, but uh, I mean, you could just go on like Dave Adams, for example, or a Steel City. Prices, that's where I tend to grab all the prices from on these, and they tend to run about the same amount there. So if you're really interested in that product, go and check it out through there, and uh, you'll find all the info off of those sites. I've got some upcoming shows here as we'll talk about at least one big one that's upcoming uh, next weekend. Yeah, January 18th to 21st, that would be the Dallas Card Show down there in Allen, Texas. So down in the southern United States. Now, this is actually the largest show series in the country and looking at some of these names uh you could get uh, evan carter for about 125 to 150 marcus simeon uh he's going to be going for about 125 to 150 as well uh, josh young 125 to 150 cody bradford 40 to 50 uh bob lilly i believe that's mr cowboy right yes exactly. uh, <laughs> uh about 30 dollars for him and uh, Kenny Gant, the shark, about $25 and rented out the the uh, offerings here th that we wanted to mention was Rocket Ismail for $10. Now, like I said, those are January 18th to 21st at the Dallas Card Show. Uh, it's about $15 admission for the daily or $35 for the weekend. And they also have an all-access pass, which I am always a fan of, for about $90. And you can find more details on that at the Dallas or just Dallas card show.com. So that is going to be pretty huge for Rangers and Cowboys fans. It sounds like it is. I mean, that show is always, it's really vastly growing and 
I got to say, though, those autograph prices, they're a little bit more than I would be looking to spend for sure. But uh, Bob Lilly, at least, I mean, that's a Hall of Famer right there. And you're getting a, a mm-hmm. very affordable uh, price on a guy like him. Yeah, $30 is not bad. Uh, we actually have a listener question as well. I got an email on this just the other day. Um, Troy, have you ever gotten Andy Messersmith by mail at all? Oh, I I did not look that up, but uh, I don't no, believe so. He's a tough one. And uh, the reason I got asked this one was uh, that this uh, uh, this is from a question, like I said, from Nick Reese. It says he's trying to complete the 1979 Topps Yankees team set and hmm. needs Messersmith. And he knew that I was successful on him last year. And Messersmith has always been a tough one. And he said, well, I was wondering if you could provide me any pointers that might help with donation messaging, because mm-hmm. apparently Messersmith returned his request last year with a, with a note that he doesn't sign, but he does occasionally. And the, I mean, I got him a year ago. Jeff got him around the same time. And huh. I know even if you haven't gotten Andy Messersmith before, I know you've landed a few uh, really tough ones before. I know Doyle Alexander was a big one. Where I saw <laughs> that you got him and I'm like, how did you do this? I've been needing him for a while there, but what kind of advice can you offer somebody on something like this for, you know, writing to somebody who mm-hmm. maybe occasionally signs, but is an otherwise very tough signature? Yeah. You know, my rule of thumb on that is I'm a big typer for letters. I know that's a divisive thing in the community, <laughs> whether you type or handwrite, but when it, when it comes to someone that you're really looking to complete a set or someone who's a tough signer, you, there's no question. You need to write a handwritten letter of request and you don't try to do some sob story you be truthful if you're trying to complete a set go ahead and tell them that you complete a set but find find a couple fun facts to to um you know write to them about and if you're one of the the ttmers that sends like the whole questionnaire you might want to skip that questionnaire (laughs) for that particular one because you know you're you're looking for the the autograph and if they see a, a 10 question questionnaire um and they're a tough signer you know that would probably go into the go into the yeah maybe not or maybe later and that later could be five five years from now but uh what about what about you do you have any tips for those tough signers that that you've gotten back well with when it came to messer smith it honestly was a lot of luck i just saw that he happened to have a few successes there recently so i'm like i better just you know strike while the iron's hot mm-hmm. and everything and send it out right then but i mean yeah i mean i think you hit the nail on the head right there you know mention Mention something specific about their career. You know, if you saw them play in a game, mention that. Mention, you know, some stats from it or something like that. I know uh, with Fred Lynn, I mentioned, you know, seeing his final multi-home run game on TV when I was visiting family up in Michigan when he was with the Tigers. With uh, Tony Oliva, I got a good signature. Of him he, has, he has his good tea and his bad tea. His bad tea is like the mm. one he'll just give to anybody. The fancier tea is when he really likes your letter or signs in person. And I mentioned the fact that he had batted the second most times out of any player in major league history against George Brunette, who used to be my dad's next door neighbor as a kid. Hmm. And so I mentioned some of the, you know, specific at bats that he had in there, got the real fancy tea on that one for it. So yeah, just sometimes it just comes down to letter content and, you know, make sure that you can show that you're a fan, that you're not just out this out for a free autograph or something like that. You're actually a legitimate fan. That you have a real good reason for asking them and your, your chances are going to definitely increase on guys like that. Yeah, I mean, just doing that would probably put you ahead of, especially the the ones who hardly sign, you know, half of the submissions that they that they get. Yeah. So there you go. So hopefully that helps you out, Nick, and hopefully helps out some of our other listeners as well. Thanks again for your question. And if you have any to uh, any questions for us, send me send me at dfwgrapher.com or Troy. You can they can send it to our show email at ptmcast at yahoo.com. There you go. So let's move on. We'll go into next up. It is Making the Grade. Making the Grade is sponsored by CGC Cards. All card grading, all in one place. Certified guarantee company, CGC. Devoted to the expert grading of collectible cards. Visit cgccards.com today. Making the Grade is where we talk a little bit about uh, trends in the grading world that are going on right now. Uh, a lot of the stuff comes from gemrate.com. Big thanks to them for uh, working with us on the show and getting us some uh, total numbers here on everything. So, Troy, why don't you give us the rundown here on uh, what things have looked like here in the previous week, January 4th through the 10th. Yeah, so January 4th through the 10th, it was, uh, you know, a pretty starting off the new year with uh, some PSA grading. They got in about 239.7 
uh, K cards. So <laughs> 239,000 or yeah, 239,000, almost 240,000 yeah. cards. So that was a 26% increase over their previous period. SGC had 26.1K, which was a 9% increase. CGC kind of went down 15% with 18.3K. And Beckett stayed pretty neutral for about $10,500. And so in total, about 296 thousand cards that's yeah. that's that's a good number right there especially i mean wow. you see psa coming back off of that there's a 26 percent increase you gotta remember the previous week was that spot right in between christmas and new mm -hmm. year's so i'm sure uh, a lot of people take some time off there a lot of uh, just kind of you know a couple days off that are probably fi fixed into there so and i know see, I, though they bounce back i know i bought uh, a bunch of card savers uh, over christmas so they're that number is going to increase just by me sending some in so <laughs> uh, we've got the uh, big three as well courtesy of gemrate.com this is an exclusive to ttm cast where we talk about the top three risers and fallers as individual players on the uh, ttm or excuse me on the uh, on the grading mm. on the grading every week here but roki sasaki is the big winner every week and uh talking to ryan over there he said yeah i had to look up who this guy was and i had to look him up as well but Probably a new name to a lot of people out there, unless you follow Japanese baseball closely, but he's this fireballer that's supposed to be the next big thing out of there, and uh, his cards increased 208% in the number of them graded over the previous week. In the basketball world, Chet Holmgren up 69%, and Caleb Williams from NFL, or soon to be the NFL, is in college right now, 52% increase on him. But going back to Sasaki, it says 2023 Bowman Nippon Professional Baseball league card number 133 graded 200 times last week so uh kind of interesting to see that he's uh, getting very heavily noticed here and uh, we'll see if he's uh if he lives up to the hype once he gets over over uh on the side of the ocean yeah definitely and falling this week was uh patrick mahomes who's only up nine percent this week uh jalen green who didn't have any change and cole caulfield who was down six percent so Again, uh, as you said, we want to thank gemrate.com for providing all those numbers. And it's really, really interesting to see those from week to week. Yes. All right. So uh, once again, that covers everything on the grading world here and making the grade. Next up, we'll go to our TTM cast stamp of approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM cast stamp of approval. Stamp approval was something that uh, Jeff came up with to say, hey, we're not just uh, interested in sports and collectibles. We've got other things to our life outside of this world. So uh, Troy and I will give our thumbs up to something from the previous week. You never know what it's going to be out of us. And well, for me, for this week, I'm going to keep it uh, keep it in the collectibles world. And that is I just want to send out a huge thank you to everybody in the collecting community at large over the last couple of months. After Jeff's death, the support we've received, all of the, mem the memories and uh, such that have come in about him and just the ability and interest in keeping the show going that people have shown they're like oh yeah i'm hoping this continues on and begin to tell them that yes we are going to be back and now we are here so a big thank you to everybody out there for just con their continued support and uh yeah just continuing on as listeners as uh viewers as readers anything like that for anything that we're doing out here so yeah my stamp approval for the week is just a general one like that out to the collecting community at large for everything over the last couple of weeks well, I definitely want to to echo that, you know, yes. the the support that's been coming out for the TTM cast and for Jeff has been just phenomenal since uh since everything happened in December, but uh, I'll I'll have a maybe a personal <laughs> stamp yeah. of approval here. We have had some major storms this we had two storms this week, um snowstorms here in the Midwest and my stamp of approval I guess would be to my my neighbor to the west who plowed me out uh, both days. So I want to give my neighbor a stamp of approval for uh, helping me out those days so I could actually get out a little bit and uh, not be totally stranded inside my house. So It's always great to have us have somebody with a plow nearby that can help you get you out or even just a shoveling abilities like that. I know down here in Texas, we don't really have, we don't get that that much, but growing up in Ohio, oh yeah, there were, there's a lot of times where we had to get out there and get the shovels going and you'd have somebody yeah. coming down the street and they just drive into your driveway and say, Hey, 10 bucks. I'll plow you out. And we're like, there you go. Go right ahead, please. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So there's the TTM cast stamp for approval for this week. Next up, we're going to have the Vern rap minutes. 
to the memory of Mr. Vern Rapp, who is a former Major League ball player and manager. Uh, Jeff Baker wrote to him once and did not know that he had already passed away. And so we provide this as a service to our fellow collectors to let them know when anybody has uh, passed away in the world of sports, celebrity, music, movies, politics, anybody like that. Just uh, so anybody you might consider TPMing so that so you don't repeat our mistakes, basically. So we've got several to cover here from the previous few weeks here. Uh, we can try to keep it to the more recent ones, but there have been a few kind of significant ones definitely worth uh, noting as well from previous few weeks, too. You know, we lost Wendell Harris this past week. Wendell Harris was a defensive back and picker for the Colts, the Giants, uh, from 1962 to 1967. Before that, he was at Louisiana State. He was a running back and a backup to Billy Cannon when he was uh, the Heisman winner. He played the 1964 NFL Championship with the Colts against the Cleveland Browns. Excellent TTMer through October. Wendell Harris was 83 years old. And we also have Sam Silas. He was a defensive tackle from 1963 to 1970 for teams such as the Cardinals, the Giants, and the 49ers. He actually played in 100 games and scored 20 sacks and was a member of the 1965 Pro Bowl. Now, Sam, he wasn't a really a big TTMer, but we wanted to recognize him today as well. He was 83 years old. We also lost to Dr. Frank Ryan. Frank was a quarterback from 1958 to 1970. Played for the LA Rams, the Cleveland Browns, and the Washington Redskins. Part of the, uh, I just mentioned, 1964 NFL Championship a moment ago with Wendell Harris playing in that one. Frank Ryan was the quarterback for the Browns in that game. He also played in three Pro Bowls. And, uh, I mean, when you have a doctor in front of your name, you're clearly a pretty smart guy. And uh, <laughs> Dr. Frank Ryan was accepted to Yale before deciding to attend uh, TCU, got a Ph.D. in mathematics at Rice, and taught at Case Western Reserve University near Cleveland during the offseason. He was an excellent TTMer through the year 2020 or so. Dr. Frank Ryan was 87 years old. And we also have a, another excellent TTMer, Mr. Ken Bowman. He was a center from 1964 to 73 for the Packers and a two-time Super Bowl winner. So he was, a, like I said, a, a really good TTMer over the years up and through uh, about last October. So Mr. Bowman was 81 years old. Uh, we lost Franz Beckenbauer. Any uh, soccer fans out there will know that name. Uh... Nicknamed Derek Kaiser, he was a sweeper and really kind of revolutionized that position in the soccer world, playing for, uh, especially for his home country of Germany there. He was a two-time Euro footballer of the year, one of only three people ever to win a World Cup as both a player and a coach, and one of nine to win the World Cup, the European Cup, and the Ballon d'Or. If you're an international TTMer, he was an excellent signer, signed up uh, through most of 2022, actually. Uh, Franz Beckenbauer was 78 years old. And this next one definitely came across my radar. Mr. Ryan Miner, who was only 49 years old when he passed away. He was a third baseman uh, for, you know, the Orioles and the Expos from 1998 to 2001. I think I had gotten him two or three times. He was an excellent TTMer through last May. And he is probably best known for ending uh, Nolan Ryan's streak for games played, I believe. So, or... Yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> uh, Cal Ripken, Cal Ripken Street. Oh, was it Cal Ripken Street? Who did yeah, I say? I said Nolan Ryan. Ryan. I don't know okay. what I was thinking there. But yeah, he was 49 years old. Yep. Uh, we lost uh, Dick Bennett uh, here recently. He was a pitcher for the 1967 Philadelphia Phillies, and he was a one-inning wonder. He pitched uh, a single inning against the Dodgers on September 16th of 1967, Allowed two hits, one run in that time, and no decision in relief. And that was it. No uh, no major league career after that pitch bit in the minors. But despite that short career, he was an excellent TTMer. Signed all the way up through uh, December of 2023. Uh, Dick Fennin was 79 years old. Next, we have Billy Gardner, who played from 1954 to 63 for the Giants, the Orioles, the Senators, the Twins, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. And then he went on to be a manager for the Twins and the Royals. So he was actually a very, very good TTMer up until about January of 2022 is when the when the successes kind of started to fall off. But Billy Gardner was 96 years old. Uh, just this past week, I mean, just a couple of days ago, I got a text from my friend Chris saying that we had lost uh, Bud Harrelson. 
Harrelson's mm-hmm. been battling, I believe it's Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, one of those for the last about five years or so. But uh, everybody knows Bud Harrelson as the shortstop for the Mets, along with the uh, Phillies and the Rangers for a little bit. Also managed the Mets for a couple of years, and he was a two-time All-Star. And I think the, the big thing that everybody remembers him for was uh, dropping the glove and fighting Pete Rose out there at second base after a hard <laughs> slide once. So uh, definitely a feisty competitor out there, as long as I, as well as, I mean, 15 years as a major league ball player there. He was an excellent TTMer through about 2017 when the uh, Alzheimer's uh, started to set in there. and His family uh, said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and, you know, end the uh, end of the signing by mail there. But excellent TTMer long before that. Bud Harrelson was 79 years old. Next, we have Reggie Savage turning to a hockey player currently. If you've seen some of my returns on YouTube as of late, I'm doing a lot of hockey, <laughs> yes. but uh, he played from 1990 to 94 for the Capitals, the Nordics, and he actually scored his very first goal of his career on a penalty shot, no less. So uh, that's kind of a fun fact about him. And, you know, he also was kind of active in the minor leagues through 2005 and a fairly decent signer TTM. Uh, he was 53 years old. Here's one that straddles the line between hockey and movies. Uh, We lost Connie Madigan this past week. Uh, Madigan played only a single season in the NHL, and not even a full season at that. It was a 72-73 season with the St. Louis Blues. He got into 20 games with three assists and 25 penalty minutes, and this was at the age of 39. So this dude was my age, making his NHL debut, the oldest rookie in (laughs) NHL history. Uh, after his playing career, he played Ross Mad Dog Madison in the movie Slapshot. Appears in kind of that final, uh, the final championship game scene there when the uh, I think it was the was the Broom County Dusters they were playing against, whichever team it was, brought in all the old time goons, and he was one of the ones they brought in for it as uh, <laughs> Mad Dog Madison there. But he played a had a very long minor league career. Played for Portland in the Western Hockey League before the name WHL became a Canadian Junior League there. Uh, he's a rare TTM. There are a couple of successes from him over the years, but Connie Madigan, 89 years old. So uh, oldest NHL, uh, an oldest rookie in NHL history and goes another 50 years after that. Uh, next, we have Eric Montras. He was uh, active in the basketball world from 1994 to 2002 for the Celtics, the Mavs, the 76ers, the Pistons, and the Raptors. So he kind of made his rounds around the professional circuit there and was the 1993 national champion at unc and according to what drew has grace gracefully uh put up for me here he was an excellent ttmer i i never did much basketball i have a bunch of cards that i want to start sending out but uh definitely uh sad to lose eric montras who was 52 years old I'm right with you on that, that I've got a lot of basketball here and I've looked through and found all the good signers and I just haven't put the pen to paper yet. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping, hopefully I'll, I'll do like you there and hopefully we'll get to, we'll have some basketball success and talk there about you go. next year. Yep. Uh, last one for the week, we lost David Soul this week. Uh, David Soul was an actor best known for uh, playing Hutch in Starsky and Hutch, a TV show there back in the 1970s, one of those cop, uh, cop shows of the era right there. Uh, David Soul was 80 years old so once again uh condolences to any uh friends and family of those people and to anybody who's lost anyone this week our thoughts are with you and so let's go ahead and move on now to the main reason why we're all here our ttm returns was our mailbox full this week let's take a look at this week's ttm returns all right well troy you were just mentioning a bit ago there that uh it may have been off the air before we got back onto here that (laughs) You've taken a little bit of a hiatus here in the last year that, uh, you know, gotten, uh, and that's definitely understandable. I know that you were super, super active for quite a while there. I just need a year off there, but I know I've seen on your YouTube channel, you have gotten a few successes over, uh, over the last few months at least. And uh, anything you want to mention here uh, real quick while you're, while you've got them in mind? Well, I've actually been catching up with a bunch from late 2022 is what I've kind of been posting, but uh, just real quick, some of the ones that I've I've been talking about was uh, Ted Donato, who uh, uh, played for the L.A. Kings, the St. Louis Blues, and the New York Rangers, and uh, also Jim Bullinger, who was a, he still is a really great TTMer. So you could look him up. 
and do send some requests out to him as well as Chris Carpenter who signed three of three for me. So I'm, I'm one of those guys that usually only sends maybe two. If I do three, it's pushing it. And if I do four, usually I do four for uh, hockey players in Canada, just, just cause I don't want to spend the, yep. the money, <laughs> but I try to do a, a two of two. So the fact that uh, Chris Carpenter signed three of three was kind of a, a big deal for me to send out three, but uh, I know you had a quite a uh, lot of TTMs to go over today. So why don't I head it off to you? All right. Yeah. I've been uh, still tracking everything there in between. I mean, this, this is all from our last show. So it hasn't been a lot like from a week to week basis, but overall, when you lump it all together, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it's been. Yeah. I've got uh, let's see about 19 here to talk about. So I'll try to blaze through them kind of quick here though. just so we're not, uh, taking up a whole ton of time at the end of the show here, but some big names you'll find in here. Uh, Dan Deerdorf was the first one that I got back in. Of course, he's a football hall of famer, former commentator. And uh, I was able to get a hold of his rookie card at a very reasonable price. I think it was under $5. I paid for the card and uh, his signing fee is, I think like five or $10. I think I sent 10 on there and came back beautifully signed with his hall of fame year at the bottom. It only took about a week or so on the turnaround on that. Um, another footballer was uh, Mike Wood, who was, I believe either a punter or a kicker. Came back very quickly as well. He signed, I think it was two cards that I sent out to him. Another Hall of Famer was Whitey Herzog, this time from the baseball world. As uh, I'd actually gotten a hold of his rookie card originally when uh, Jeff was saying that he might be one of the guests at the uh, Bob Feller Active Valor Awards. And unfortunately, they weren't able to get Herzog for it. But I knew he was a solid TTM or at least for I think like 5 or $10 as well. So I mailed that off and got it back. Um, so yeah, once again, he's got that $5, $10 fee. But uh, just a heads up. I requested, I was hoping, you know, he might put the Hall of Fame year on that. And yeah, it doesn't look like he does that at all. But mm. a, signed, a signed rookie card is a signed rookie card. I will take it either way. Um, hockey, we got Brent Ashton back. There's another one that got sent up to Canada, as uh, you just mentioned there. And I'm like you. I will, I will, if I'm having to pay a little extra postage to Canada, to Europe, anything like that, I'll go a little bit higher on those. I think I had like four or five cards in there for him, including a, a set hit, my 88-89 top set. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did five cards for Eric Lindros, and they all came oh. back. So I was like, "Ah, oh, okay, that's awesome." <laughs> that's good to know because I sent out to him about a year ago and haven't seen them yet. Okay. He goes first, it seems like of signing, where sometimes he does it, and then sometimes he just lets it pile up. So I'm hoping mine will be on the way soon too. There, <laughs> uh, a few more football ones. Uh, these were uh, we got Gene Washington, former wide receiver for a number of teams. I think 49ers was uh, one of his big ones. Just an aside, there are two different Gene Washingtons out there, so make sure you're sending to the right one. One was with the 49ers and a couple other teams. One was with the Lions and a couple of other teams. And I think they both played pretty much overlapping careers as well, so it can get a little confusing. They're kind of like the uh, the two Jeff Robinsons that were pitching in the late 80s in baseball. Or Greg Harris as well. Yes, exactly. Greg A and Greg W. <laughs> Harris. Yep. I'm glad that 91 score made the, made the delineation between them on there, put the initial on the front there at least. Mm-hmm. I uh, also got Al Nelson, who's a defensive back for the Eagles, and I think maybe also the Jets. I know it was at least Eagles. I sent a couple of Eagles cards his way. And uh, Randy Vataha, who is a wide receiver for the Patriots. He's in a lot of the early 70s stuff. Those were both, uh, all three of those guys were very quick signers, two weeks or less. Got back uh, Vaslav Nedomansky, another hockey Hall of Famer. I had mailed out his NHL rookie card, which is in the 79-80 top set, and got that signed about a year ago. And Came across his WHA rookie card at a decent price, so I figure, hey, let's go for the double rookie card on him. So I've got both those now done by him. Uh, Mike Gartner is another one that I sent up to Canada. This was on his the Capitals Team Leaders card, which also was it's in the same set as his rookie card. So it's technically not his rookie card, but it's the same set, so it's close enough to me. I've got the rookie card already signed, so I figure, all right, we'll go with that second one there, too. He took a little bit longer. It was about a six-month turnaround on that one up to Canada, so Patience is a virtue there on uh, some of these guys, and Gartner was one of those. Uh, Leonard Russell, former Patriots running back, and actually I was inspired by Jeff to send that one out because he had gotten Russell just as I was about to see Craig James. And I had this card that had both James and Russell together. I'd say both were running backs wearing 32 for the Patriots. And so I got uh, Craig James on in person, turned around, sent out to Leonard Russell, and came back in about three weeks or so to an organization he works with in California, I believe. It's uh, The address is on uh, sportsfuckers.net. A few more uh, football ones. I got back J.J. Burden, former wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think he may have been with the Falcons at one point as well. Former Cleveland Browns draft pick, so never played a game with them. 
John James and John Smith, who were a punter for the Falcons and a kicker for the Patriots, respectively. Got back Mark Nordquist, who is a linebacker, blanking on the team. I think he was a Jet in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, if I remember right. Hmm. Don't quote me on that one. I could be completely off on that one. Might be the Bears now that I think of it. Either way, I, I already filed the cards away, so it's like <laughs> I'm trying to do this all off of memory here. Uh, got back Ron Sutter, one of the six Sutter brothers in the NHL. Needed him on his 88-89 tops card and got that one. Excellent. Uh, oh, four, I think four or five out of the six Sutter brothers are really good uh, signers by mail. And uh, for anybody who likes getting multiplayer cards done, there are several out there that have all six Sutter brothers on them. So I've got the 91-92 upper deck that I've got signed by three of them now. I got actually Ron in person and then got the uh, got two of the other ones later on. Halfway done on that. Hopefully I can finish that off at some point here if I can find somebody who can help me with, uh, I think it's Brian and... I'm forgetting. Brian and Rich, I think, are the two tough ones now, if I remember hmm. right. Also got back Glenn Walker, former punter for the Rams. He lives out in California now. And a couple of NASCAR ones to finish out the calendar year of 2023. Got Greg Biffle after a one-year wait. That was actually, I sent it out, I think it was January 2nd of 2023, and it came back, I think, on like December 29th. So almost the exact full year there to get that one back, but Found his way to my mailbox nonetheless. And the last one for me here was Dale Jarrett, who took almost exactly 1,000 days, a three-year return wow. on that one, two and a half years to get back to me. So, uh, yeah, got a couple couple NASCAR guys that are uh, cleaning out the uh, cleaning out the <laughs> storage box there, I guess. Of That's everything. always fun, though. That's always fun yeah, when you get those yeah. long returns. Yeah, so uh, Jarrett was, I think, uh, the crazy thing is that's only my 15th longest response ever that I've had, or 15th longest success that I've ever had. So, uh <laughs> Thousand days, but totally worth it. I mean, this guy's a he's a NASCAR Hall of Famer and everything, mm-hmm. second generation great racer and all that. So really happy to add those ones in. So yeah, I've got a stack that I need to start writing and uh, sending out. I've got what do we have here? There was uh, I saw a few successes that were coming in from Kelly Gruber, and so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, mm. I've got the old 1991 starting lineup figure card right there. I've got to send that one out because those are always fun to get done. I've got him. I've got uh, who else is there? I want to send a Jim Leland out to him. Congrats on him for the recent Hall of Fame selection. I got some Steve Woodard cards and a uh, whole bunch of vintage baseball here that I've been sitting on for a while. And like, all right, I probably better get on those while uh, while I've got some uh, stamps here. So I'll send those out as well. Uh, Troy, any plans for anything to send out here soon? I know you mentioned the uh, possibility of basketball here up soon. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of prepping, especially with uh, stamp prices going up on January 21st. So <laughs> everything's going up to 68 cents now, I think. So yeah, I've got, uh, I, I tried, uh, you know, a couple of years ago to get these bright blue envelopes to see if that helped the success rate. And that didn't do hardly anything. So I got a few of those to to still get it out, but just kind of prepping, got the basketball and uh, I bought a, a few older sets of uh, baseball to send out as well. And I think I have some football. You know, I pretty much exhausted all of my 90 and 91 score footballs a couple couple years ago because that those two years are have some really great signers in them. And uh, I kind of want to go through and make sure that I got all those out and maybe, maybe look at getting some additional football cards because I haven't done football in, I want to say, about five years. So, yeah. Customizing envelopes like that can be fun, too. I know for a while, Bill Nepro, if you drew a Braves logo on the envelope, he would usually pick yours out and even sign for free in some cases. So <laughs> I tried it. I failed on it. But I had heard a few people having success with that. So you never know when somebody, you know, make yourself stand out like that. Sometimes that can help things. Mm-hmm. So that about wraps up the show here for the week. So, Troy, thanks again for joining us here and looking forward to having more from you. We'll have, uh, I know you're off about the next three weeks there with uh, the basketball commitments and everything but uh, looking forward to definitely working with you here in 2024 yeah me as well you know it's great to be back on on the mic with you you know i had intended to send you and jeff another message to see hey you want to do something else coming up and uh obviously this wasn't the the way that i had intended but i'm i'm glad to help keep the keep the show going and to keep people informed about the ttm hobby because it is a a great hobby to get started with whether you're doing it with your, you know, by yourself or as a family, it's just, uh, it's always fun to see what comes in a mailbox. It is for sure. So next week we'll have Lee Alexander stepping in as the co-host there in uh, Troy's place. We'll be here for the next three weeks of the show, I believe. 
We're also probably going to be joined by Les Wolf. I'll see if I can get him on here. I know he's uh, said he's definitely down for being uh, back on the show. And last show that we had with Jeff, he had mentioned he was going to talk to Les about uh, Baseball Hall of Fame because the ballot had just come out. They just started the voting on that. And, well, now we're about a little over a week away from the uh, final announcement of who's getting in and who's not. So we'll talk to Les a little bit about that if we can. So once again, thanks for tuning in here to TTM Cast and uh, many happy returns, and we'll see you next week. Everyone be good.